welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. Joining me this week is superfan and coach Ben Clark. On the pod, we'll look back at just the giant slalom for the men after slalom was cancelled due to bad weather over in Japan. And then it's double downhill and alpine combined for the women in Cramontana, Switzerland. Before discussing the up-and-coming action for the women, it's Super G on Saturday and alpine combined on Sunday from Le Tuil in Italy. And then for the men, they are racing on Friday, alpine combined Saturday, Super G. And rounding off the weekend, it's giant slalom on Sunday. So, Ben, welcome back. Nice to have you back. Thank you. You sounded like you were having quite a lot of fun when you were away uh, last week. Uh, no, I was working. Very really busy working last Sunday. Some, some uh, good podding with, with Mark and Finn. Uh, it got quite rowdy at <laughs> times, you boys. Deba- debatable whether it was good podding <laughs> or just podding. Uh, so we, we did get a podcast together. And uh, yeah, so this, week, uh, the, la- this weekend's action was uh, pretty good. The men's racing over in Japan was hit by some pretty ropey weather. Not the Japao that we're led to believe <laughs> that is over there. It was warm, it was wet, the snow was running pretty slow, and I think all in all, a bit of a shame, and we only got the giant slalom underway, but Filip Zubcic picking up the win, his first ever win, I think it was Croatia's first ever giant slalom World Cup win. Marco Odomat was in second, and Tommy Ford back on the podium again. Yeah, making his way back back towards the top. Um, trust you enjoyed the uh, early start for your commentary, oh, Stim. Dude, I had to be in the office. Had to be in the office at ten to two in the morning. So I left the house at like one a.m. and trying to downing coffee. Nick and I are sitting in the office just downing coffee, trying to make sure we sound slightly awake for when we're trying to comment out the action, um, which was actually okay because the racing was quite tight. And even though I said that the the snow was soft and it was warm. Uh, it wasn't necessarily the sort of classically good slalom race. It was soft and bumpy, but actually it made for some really cool racing. Yeah, it definitely looked like the second run cut up a lot worse than the first. I mean, the first mm. cut up fairly quickly, but the second looked like it was really deteriorating. So you mentioned Filip Zubcic getting that really big win uh, for himself and, and Croatia, but coming from 12th on the first run, People were losing time hand over fist yeah. um, chasing after him. So the likes of uh, Pantero. Uh, Christofferson and- had like a sixth, tenth lead over second place on the first run. There were just some big cross ruts in there. I don't know if you guys saw it on TV, but um, there were some really big cross ruts making it really difficult. I think the set wasn't particularly nice considering the ruts and bumps. Yeah, I think they said an Austrian set the second round, one of the Austrian coaches. Yeah, well, nobody in um, there, so maybe it was just like, well, sod you lot, I'm going to set an absolute belter. Uh, make it. It, it was all right for Roland Lighting, I think, who started off... Uh, just before Zubcic, I think it was, wasn't he? Yeah, he went He went down early on, fairly early on the second round and made up quite a few places. Uh, ended up joint 13th with Marco Schwartz, who dropped a few places down yeah. to end up in 13th, but... Uh, again, not a great day for the Austrians in, in GS this year. That was their, their best place was joint 13th, which is uh, a little bit worrying. I was watching that second run. I was thinking, as everyone was just unable to, to either control their speed or, or keep their speed yeah. as it was getting softer and softer, I was thinking, would, if Herschel was still racing, would he just come down and win that run anyway? Oh, because the amount of times you've seen other races where people seem to keep losing Struggle. and losing times so and he just wins the second yeah. run... <laughs> I don't even worry about it. I'm just going to smash both. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was. Re- it was tough. It was really, really tough. I think the set was challenging the Austrians. 
are all at sea in giant slalom. Schwarz is the only guy that's making it half decent in slalom. Uh, and in GS, it's just been... The Austrians have been nowhere, really scratching their heads. And I think they'll, they'll have to... I think, I don't know, heads are probably going to roll in the summer. It's There isn't the space for Austrians to have a such a poor season in, in tech. We'll have to get our friend Marcel back for the inside scoop yeah. of, of who, whose head's going to roll in the in the Austrian uh, in the Austrian side. Interestingly, on the commentary for the women's races, uh, there was some discussion that Vlaho- Petra Vlahova's coach has got offers from uh, Swiss and Austrian teams, and he's in negotiations with her as to staying on. So. Could well be that perhaps uh, Petra Flahova's coach comes across to the uh, that is a big, uh, Austrian GS team. That is a it? really big call. I mean, this is the time where all the coaches are getting their contracts uh, renewed and people are looking around because obviously we're now coming, we're, what are we, a month away from the end of the season in terms of World Cup finals. So re- this is the time. Everyone's starting to look around, checking their contracts, making sure they're getting the best. But I think it's a massive call. I mean, I'm available. For- <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't. I can't see her. I don't know why she he would leave. I don't know why he would move away from Blahova's programme. I mean, you you now- just have to think, though, the amount of money that an Austrian tech coach would be yeah, paid. But, yeah, but the Slovakian ski team are not short of... They are not going to be short of money. That lady has won a serious amount of races. The Federation will be making money hand over fist in terms of sponsorship. And if they're not, then they should be looking at themselves uh, because they should have all the money to do whatever they need to, to keep the best. And Vlahova is now not only challenging in slalom, also a giant slalom, and now Super G and Alpine combined. She's really looking to kick on and take an overall title. And I think, uh, why would you move? Why would you? Yeah, it'd be to, interesting. To all of a sudden go into the market. Yes, Austrian, you know, they're going to chuck some serious cash at you, but at the same time, you're not, you're not, you know, bad results and you'll feel the heat. Yeah, yeah, it could be. You might get paid a lot, but it could be over within a season if you have a bad year. Exactly. But um, back to the GS, the Norwegians had a had a bumper weekend, didn't they? I mean, they didn't pick up a podium spot, but they were packing out the top ten. Yeah, fourth, fifth, and sixth, um, pretty solid again. They spelled Haugen, Christofferson, and and Kilda, who you've been cheerleading along quite a lot this year. Um, he yeah, he looked he looked good, and in in conditions like that. You really, I was expecting probably a little bit more from Christopherson on the second run. Mm. Not in in like he should have done better, but I just thought he had the skills to be able to do yeah. better. And and I thought if anyone was going to struggle, it might have been uh, Kilda with with a bit more power game in those soft conditions. The excess power doesn't necessarily translate no. to speed, but he did he did really well adjusting and keeping his speed. Um, and, and Christopherson was, was just, I mean, you mentioned it was quite slow snow. Watching the, the 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 run of it when uh, I, I woke up on on Sunday morning, it looks so slow. Yeah. I mean, obviously everyone did, but when you're used Wasn't to exciting, you, you're used to like being beast. able to almost feel the speed when you watch it. I was like, am I watching this in slow motion? Yeah, like, it was looks like he's barely moving. He looks like he's working hard, but yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, I was kind. Of, I was looking forward to see him throw his toys out of the pram at the finish, but we didn't get any of that. Maybe he did it away from. Maybe he's learned to do it away from cameras. I don't know. But um, Kilda extended his lead at the top of the overall standings for the men. So that's impressive. Picking up Giant Style and what was he? One point, one place behind Christopherson extended his lead over... Um, he was in front. 
Pantera. Place in front of Christopher. Is he a place in front of? Oh no, he's behind. He's no, behind. yeah, one place behind. Um, so yeah, bumper weekend for him. But what were like these guys going all the way to Japan? No slalom race and doing one race in uh, in the weekend. It's a lot of travel, a lot of uh, excess yeah. energy. This is what would have been one of those that um, Schifrin would have missed. You know, she would have decided not yeah, to go. Yeah, I decided not then to go. Race and then cancelled in horrible and conditions and yeah. cancelled race. Yeah, um, it's big uh, bad. Uh, travel and weekend for Pantro with there being no slalom. Down in 15th, he had a nightmare of a second run. Obviously, everyone was losing lots of time, but he really dropped down, um, which, is, which isn't which is great for him. He's, he's, he's struggling. Although, interestingly, he's the only person that's won two GSs this year in, in the men's. Everyone else seems to be taking turns picking up wins. Yeah, brilliant, though. Brilliant for us sitting here watching it. So, uh, all in all... I think not the most exciting race, but certainly exciting in terms of the scheme of giant slalom uh, standings and sort of the story of the GS. So we're coming right to the end of the season now. So all of a sudden you're looking at, you know, every single point, every single position, you know, Christofferson beat Kilder there by one hundredth and one place. Yeah, Uh, that could be the difference come the end of the season. So I'm buzzing for the rest of this year. Absolutely buzzing. Have you uh, had any word from... Uh, Dave flying all the way out to Japan for no slalom and yeah. way back again. Yeah, bummed out. Obviously, coach spoke to Jai uh, the morning of the cancelled race, uh, and it was just a case of it is what it is. It was absolutely blowing something rotten out there. That even the slalom gates were way- wobbling around the place. And we, actually, I think really tough call for Fizz, but the, definitely the best decision. I think that it would have been a bit of a lottery, a couple of gusts or whatever, and it would have just been a nightmare. And the snow was soft, so I think it's a good idea. Dave actually did, because Goldwyn sponsored the British ski team, the clothing brand, he actually did a few days out there that he was supposed to be doing anyway for the contract in terms of the clothing sponsors. So and not a total waste of time. It, it was obviously in terms of race results, but it is what it is. Luckily, everybody's in the same boat. Everybody had oh, yeah. tough conditions in GS. Everybody didn't get to race the slalom. Uh, everybody travelled. Pretty much everybody, I think everybody did travel. Anybody that was anybody was going. So, pff, you know. It's a bit of a shame. I was kind of looking forward to seeing Japan kind of uh, have a big race on, yeah. have, an, have an awesome weekend and kind of lay a marker to say, you know, we can we can do this every year. Yeah. And it was a bit of a shame they didn't really get a chance to showcase Absolutely. it. I mean, you know, I'm sure they'll be back again in future seasons, but it's a bit, bit of a shame. Um, let's move over to the ladies racing in um, Crown Montana, Switzerland, contrary to the conditions in Japan. It was picture postcard conditions over there. It was beautiful. The snow was pretty hard. It's it, the, the piece gets baked by the sun. So obviously as the day goes on, it does get a lot softer. But in terms of, you know, it's clear overnight, nice and solid in the mornings. Uh, and Lara Gutbarami is back and back. <laughs> With, with a bang, <laughs> with a bang, double victory uh, in the downhills. Um, but on the first day, on the Friday, it was uh, Lara Gutbrami Suter picking up yet another podium in second place. Uh, Veneer of Austria in third. Shout out to Vlahova picking up fourth in the in that first downhill, and Breezy Johnson from the United States uh, picking up a fifth place, which I think is a, definitely a season's best for Breezy. And I think she's coming back from. If memory serves me correctly, she did her knee last year. So a nice way to come back, kick up, you know, really finish the season strong. Yeah, she's been she's been out for quite a while. Um, and, and wow, we talked about how close some of the racing is this year. Lara Gubrami 
eight tenths in front of Sinti, who's having a phenomenal season on that first race. It was incredible. But after that, from from Suter down to about uh, 15th, was pretty much covered by by a second. So the rest of the field was was relatively well packed in. And it was so strange watching. I, I, I caught the highlights. I watched the run, and I was like, "Well, I saw. I'd seen the results in advance on, on on Twitter. I was like, oh, well, let's let's see what happened.' And she just it it didn't look much different to normal. I don't know if she had really good uh, yeah. glide or anything, or or just perhaps both. She was a different technique, though, was it? That looks it looks no, pretty it's... similar to what she's been doing all year long. It might well just be that her confidence is starting to come back. We've seen we we saw a glimpse of it from her a few weeks ago. Uh, Ritz, starting to get back phase. to it, yeah. um, and 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 perhaps just her and Suter really benefited from the fact for them it was a home race. Um, you could definitely tell the difference when a Swiss athlete was on the course uh, based on the noise. Yeah. Um, it was there was some there was some incredible noise that you know the Swiss and the Austrians and the Italians when they've got a home race you really know about off. it. Yeah. Um, the second downhill again like I say Goop Rami picked up that victory Suter with another second place and Nina Ortlieb of Austria uh, was in third and Nina Ortlieb is um, Patrick Ortlieb's daughter so she comes from very good ski racing stock but it was covered by the whole podium was covered by five hundredths yeah so I think everyone benefited from having a few runs on the on the course with the training runs followed by the first downhill race uh Incredible that you could have one day where you have eight tenths between first and second and then another day with five hundredths covering the whole podium. But that just shows you the, the differences in racing. Um, Gubrami, you could definitely tell she was skiing with a lot more confidence. Um, you know, it was it was in- incredible, uh, incredible skiing. Yeah, and to, that, with that second downhill result, Corinne Suter picked up the downhill crystal globe, her first ever uh, Crystal Globe and the first Swiss to win the title since the 1990-1991 World Cup season so um, it's funny isn't it goes and swings and roundabouts the Austrians have been the dominant team for years uh, and the Swiss have been a little bit in the doldrums and I think full switch full switcheroo Swiss are now the informed team really I mean I know the Italians have been smashing stuff left right and centre but in reality the, Aust- the uh, Swiss, sorry, have been super consistent every speed race. Yeah, I mean, it's it was an interesting day on the second one. Brignone came a little bit more back to back to back to form. She was in in fourth. She had a really good uh, top and bottom section. She was slightly off the pace in in the middle. Um, you couldn't. Quite, she didn't really do anything wrong. She just didn't quite have the same speed as, as I guess, what you'd call the the, the pure speed specialists yeah. of of of, of Suter and, and 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 Barami. It's quite um, a big open sp- uh, piece. There's a lot of space. There's a lot of uh, steep sections. There's quite a bit of jumps and stuff. So you would think that it would favour the the more sort of out and out downhiller as opposed to. Um, you know, one, yeah, somebody that does multiple. The, the jumps were quite interesting. A couple of people had had some crashes over the weekend. Uh, an Austrian Elizabeth uh, Reislinger uh, crashed towards the bottom half of the course on the first downhill. Uh, she suffered quite a bad knee injury. Was was helicoptered off, and and they said that's probably her her season over. Um, and also, uh, I think it was uh, Michelle uh, Gizin um, had a a crash on the first day on on one of the jumps. Uh, a few of the jumps it's quite interesting people were getting 
they're not they're not straightforward. They're all kind of on turns yeah. or just before them, and there are a few people getting there where others weren't. So I think she got a little bit compressed over one of the jumps, pushed into the back seat a little bit, and then also got a bit twisted as well. She was almost sideways by the time she landed uh, a Gizim, which wasn't which wasn't great um, for her. She, she came back to race on the on the Sunday, so yeah, it was was. Uh, sorry for the second downhill on Saturday. So she was okay, but she looked very tentative on the second day. It was, it was clearly yeah, in her a, mind. It's a fast one. Um, and then the Sunday was the Alpine combined for the ladies. Uh, Brunoni took the win by a substantial margin. Uh, Gritch for Austria was second, and Ledesca rounded out the podium. But it was one point eight two off the pace for her. I mean, you. you I mean, you, we said the. the uh... First downhill with eight tenths between first and second was a lot. Uh, you know, Francisca Gritch was 0.92 and Ledeca 1.8 off. That is a widespread you podium. Do, you do get a bigger podium in, in the Alpine combined because obviously you're mixing two different disciplines. But um, Vlahova missed a, a massive opportunity to take the win. She was 600. She made up time. She was only six tenths off um, Brianoni after the speed leg. And then she straddled... <laughs> Uh, after the third split, where it was down to six hundredths, and it was coming, she was really coming into her own, and it was pretty much, you know, she would have won. Yeah, it, with, it, well, but straddle, you have to finish to win, right? So, but yeah, barring yeah, a, a you know, some a stopping on the way down, yeah. she was, she had the momentum and the speed to to take that win. But again, interestingly, on the speed leg, the one and two with Brignoni and Vlahova. Um, you know, I know Brignoni's been doing a lot of speed this year and we've mentioned Vlahova's starting yeah. to do more more of those events, but that was quite surprising that none of the other speed people, bearing in mind there'd been two days of downhill, um, you know, threw their hat into the ring, especially with the new format. Obviously we've yeah. we've, we've seen more speed racers having a having a good opportunity. Yeah, I think it's I don't know, I wonder whether just it's it's towards the end of the season. It's it's a long season, there's lots of races going on, so you know, is it just a case of We've got to have a bit more. People are thinking a bit more about longevity season-wise. But we saw quite a lot of people. Uh, Lee Ortlieb had another crack at it. She was in third, I think, after speed leg, and then started to go a little bit backwards. So yeah, it was a tough. Yeah, she came. She came down in eleventh. Uh, Wendy Holdner in fifth. That's a, by her standards not a great day in combined. Yeah, She's normally one of the quicker. nailed on, yeah. nailed on favourites. Um, and uh, Michelle Gizin after after her crash uh, came back to to take fourth. Um, but I was really impressed with Ledecker as well. There's, 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 there's nothing. There's nothing she can't do. Whatever stuff. Sliding on the snow, she can do well. Yeah, if, if there's if there's a side of a hill involved, she'll be good at going down it. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was a cool race, but uh, there were lots of people that that didn't didn't start that second run. Yeah, there are a few a few DNSs on the second run. So uh, and we had Alice McInnes, Miriam Puchner, and Ilka Stuhech all decided not to do the second run. So. Possibly with the conditions being the way they have this year, the, the speed athletes just haven't had enough hill time. And, you know, they've, they've travelled to Crowns Montana, they've had downhill training, two days downhill, yes. and then just said, you know what, we could actually do with some more time in yeah. good conditions. You don't get to train speed, really, especially once the season's going on. So you take every single opportunity you can to make sure that you're, um, you know, up and running and and on the long boards and skiing some, some speed and looking at, you know, changes. We are still towards the end of the season, but there's still plenty racing. I was very surprised that after two wins in a row, uh, Lara Cooper Army didn't just say, "You know what? I'll just you know going for the hat trick. See, see if I can <laughs> see if I can get all three. I mean, I don't, don't remember being terrible at slalom last time I saw her do it. No, um, no. 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. It would have been pretty cool though to see her slap on those uh, small small skis and see if she can still got some disco moves. But no, not this, not at this point. Um, shall we move on to this coming weekend's worth of action? Do you first want to have your one moment of gloating? Oh between, yeah, 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 yeah. Between yeah, yeah, yeah. you, Mark, and Finn. Yeah, I managed to get one out of the five races that we picked for, right? Right. I mean, you made it quite hard for yourselves by only picking one set of uh, downhill athletes when there were two races. So you could have probably uh, expanded yeah, so your got a better, expanded better. your options out, but it sounded like you were struggling to come up with names as it was. So. Uh, we, well, I picked Bruno for the Alpine Combines, so that's where my one win came from. Um, but what we are going to do is, Ben, isn't it? We are look. We're going to start scoring picks so if anybody wants to uh they can either email in tweet us or instagram us so the email is the ski racing podcast at gmail.com twitter is twitter is the the ski racing po one and i don't know why it became that because i typed in the ski racing podcast maybe it's just too many letters so just so the twitter handle is the ski racing Po, so the ski racing PO, then the number one, um, and the Insta is uh, the ski racing podcast. So you have to message in with your picks for this weekend's competition by Thursday, twelve o'clock GMT. So Greenwich Mean Time, UK time, twelve PM. That's twelve lunchtime on the Thursday. And what we've decided to do is five points for getting it right. Uh, as in picking the actual winner. If your pick as the winner comes in second, you get three points. And if your uh, pick comes in third, you get one point. So we have a little bit of a, a point scoring system. So just the winner. And then if they're on the podium, you will get some form of points. And you'll see if uh, if we can get, if how, how you guys are, if you're any better than us. But you have to be in by Thursday at 12 p.m. Otherwise, um, we deem that too close. You're, you're taking in too many factors. Yeah, we don't want Finn finding out what the snow conditions yeah, are that morning and exactly. who's got what bib number. None, Ex- of, none of that business. None of that rubbish. <laughs> um, so the ladies first are racing Super G on Saturday uh, and then Alpine Combine on the Sunday in La Tuile in Italy. I am going for Brignoni double. The Brignoni weekend. double? Um, yeah, I know. You called that a few times this year, yeah. so I'm, I'm going for it. Um, you know, the way she's been skiing this year... Um, she she can win in any discipline at the moment, so yeah. she's she's not going to be far away. Um, obviously fresh off one Alpine combined win, obviously can't look too far away from Holden. She'll want to be getting some uh, points back after last week's yes. uh, slight slight uh, stumble in in the uh, Alpine combined. Um, but yeah, brignoni has been been on fire, so yeah, can't, can't really look past her. Bit of home snow. Yes, home snow, home fans, and she now leads the overall standings as well, doesn't she? So uh, confidence is massively high. Again, not expecting to see Schifrin back, and I really don't expect to see her back at all this season. So again, uh, hope that she is doing okay, as does the rest of the ski racing world. Um, but Brianoni has yep, now taken the lead in the ladies' overall standings, uh, and I think that's actually a pretty decent shout for the... Super G um, and and the Alpine Combined because yeah, you've gone double I am going to say uh, Ledesca for the Super G I'm, try- I'm trying to think what Latouille's actually like I can't really remember what it's like 
Um, I have no idea what the stats like. I went there on a family holiday when I was uh, when I was younger. Was it, it snowy? Was, it was it was snowy and it was freezing. So snowy, <laughs> cold, and they're probably going to put some racing on at some point in there. So you're probably going to we will get some sort of sliding around. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go Ledetska and I'm going to go Vlahova for the Alpine combined. I feel like Vlahova, you know, she should have should have would have could have won the Alpine combined in Cramontana. And I think she's going to be able to do the business. She's going to be pretty disappointed in the fact that she missed out on a, you know, pretty much an open goal in the Super G, and she's going to want to come back and do something about it. Um, so we will see if any of our picks on that side are right. On to the men, um, we are racing Alpine combined on Friday, uh, Super G Saturday, and Giant Slalom on Sunday in Hinterstoder in Austria. Hinters- the, the piece in Hinterstoder is very technical, very challenging. I've raced Europa Cup there a few times. I've also done a couple of fizz races there. It is um, steep, narrow, and uh, it's it's got trees on either side. So light can, depending on what time of day you're racing, it can be a bit dark as well. So expect it to be bulletproof icy and um, very, very challenging. So I uh, am going to steal a march on this and I'm going to go for the Alpine combined I am going to say Kilda because I think that he's going to have the the technical ability and the power to go and get a march on this downhill run and then the slalom is right at the bottom and it's not actually that steep into the finish so it might play into the speed skier's hand and have so another easy for speed these, skier making it so easy for these speed races oh, in combined to make it a bit harder <laughs> Um, a steep slalom hill where they start flailing around like useless. I mean, they still don't look men. good. Still, <laughs> what do I say about Dominic Paris? Looks like your dad's skiing, yeah. but not your dad, yeah. just but a Chris, dad. Chris has got some moves. I told you about already. He's going to take offence to that. He's going to come and find He's you. About the same size as Kilda as well. Giant man. <laughs> um, All ben. of the Drakes. Yeah, Ben. Who is your Alpine combined choice? Alpine combined. I went with Pantero. Um, he's always one of the fairly firm favourites um, in, in Alpine, Alpine combined. I said he's had a bad weekend uh, in Japan and he will need as many points as he can possibly get to try and get back in the mix uh, for this overall uh, competition. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that they, they really can't. None of the men can afford to have a bad weekend now. It's less than 100 points separating the top three in the overall Um Kilder managed to extend his lead, but it's still only, what is it, 60 points or something? 70 points? Uh, so, yeah, it's cl- either way, you, there is no space for a bad weekend, and Pantero has been up and down all season long, yeah. and it's he needs to... He's Yeah, to, he needed to, to, that to slalom. He's, got, he's, a, he's a, like 120-odd points behind Kilder. He really needed that slalom to make up uh, uh, some, some, some points. Um, and he needed to do better in in, yeah. in the in the GS in Japan. So it'll be interesting to see if they reschedule that slalom. I'm you know, almost the certain speed, they will. The speed races they tend to reschedule, but slaloms because they already do twelve of them anyway. They might just be like, eh, don't worry about it. I think. Well, the only the only place really for the slalom is is probably Kranskogora, which is the last race before finals. And I think they have put they they have put those on again. And, and Kranskogora stepped in for the ladies' cancellation still in Slovenia, but it was supposed to be Maribor and they swapped it over. So I think we'll get, I think they'll reschedule that. I think it's too tight and the slalom skews will get a bit, um, 
Stroppy. Stroppy. Yeah, <laughs> probably a better one. complaining yeah. a lot this year, the tech yeah, skiers. Speed skiers have just been going about their business. Be, yeah, well, I mean, you know, speed skiers tend to just get on with it because we're a hardy bunch with the slalom skiers. And then, like, then go yeah. back to bed when everyone else is doing their second run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's tiring. We've, we've raced hard, gone fast. <laughs> okay. Super G on Saturday. Um, ben. After you saying it's going to be, you know, difficult and tight and precise and all those kind of things, I went for the ever wild Marco Odomat. Just he'll either end up in the trees or be really, really fast. Well, yeah, I mean that is a that's a big call. I was thinking of of uh, possibly Matthias Meyer. He's been a, a popular pick for both of us this year, but it just seems like a while since we've seen him. He wanted, I think he won. He win Kitzbühel and then yeah, and then got ill, yeah, and then, then got... he hasn't quite. Either the races have been cancelled or he's yeah, not looked he great d- since. Yeah, then he DNF'd in, um, in the Austrian one. Salbach, Hintergram, he DNF'd. Real yeah, rookie line error. Didn't quite have the confidence in him. So I don't, I don't know why I went for Odermatt, but I thought it'd be... Yeah, you know. bold. A bold choice. <laughs> but not to say a bad choice, because I think he's definitely back in terms of he's got... You know, he's really got the hammer down. I, th- I think with his GS skills, um, it'll be... Y- yes, it could be hard work to... If it's narrow and there's not much room for error, but if it's fairly tight and um, you know playing into Technical. a GS yeah. skier's skills, he's he's definitely got that in in spades. So. Yeah, uh, I am going to say Kilda. I'm just going to stick with that. The reason I picked him in the Alpine combined was because I feel like this piece is almost made for him. So I will. I'm going to stick with Kilda. I was very close to going with Kriegmeier at home in Austria. The Austrians will be there in force. And I feel like it's going to be, you know, the Austrians need a win again. And so I kind of, I thought it was very close to him for me to pick him. But I just think Kilda's probably just got that tiny little bit extra, which is going to take here um, in Hinterstoder. So on to your giant slalom pick. So that's the final race of the weekend. We will see Raposo racing there. He picked up a bit of a back injury. Um in training had a bit of a crash earlier in earlier last week but he is sore but he's still he's been close to getting the second run and if he can just uh i was gonna say muscle through but that's not probably the right words if he can just sort of eke this out a couple of big efforts you got i think there's two gs's i think before finals this one and then i think the only other gs is in Cramontana, I mean, um, Kranskogora before finals. And, and I think, obviously, you know, finals only taking 25 races. Unless Raposo gets into the top 10, he won't be going to finals. So two opportunities left, I think. Two wins, it'll be right in there. Two, yeah. <laughs> Take that one, yeah. Um, so, opportunity for a second run, sure. We've seen how tight it is for men's slalom, men's giant slalom and slalom. Yeah, he. I mean, Charlie's been skiing well. We saw, we've seen some good stuff from him this year. Um, seems to have had quite a lot of niggling injuries like ones that have kept him out for one two weeks at a time obviously nothing like surgery wise but just a lot of muscular um yeah a lot of muscular kind of tweaks and pulls and and things have just kept him out for a bit so hopefully between now and the end of the season he can he can kind of look after his look after his back and uh and keep racking up some races and some performances to to really to really push on but your pick for the victory uh, I went with uh, Loic Mayard. Um, I like, I love how smooth he skis. Um, I've been saying it for a he's couple been, of years he's now. He's the best he's skied 
ever. So he's 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 into a bit of a run of form. He'll have a bit of confidence after the uh, parallel the parallel uh, win. And I think he, I think he podium just before that in in the race before came very close. He was to leading, it. wasn't he? Yeah, uh, after uh, the first run of um, uh, Adelboden, wasn't it? Was he leading first run of Adelboden? He was leading one of one of the um, recent ones. Um, so yeah, I, I've I've got I've got a feeling he's 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 coming good. And like we said earlier, uh, Nick said on on the commentary that Pantro is the only person who's won two GSs this year. Everyone else is. You know, picking up a win here and then dropping off for a bit and then coming back. So you're going um, to go for a, a, a different winner again. Exa- exactly. If it's not Pantro winning a third, it'll be uh, another <laughs> new winner. <laughs> uh, I am going to go Odomat, um, especially after confidence is high. It somehow had surgery this year and back on the podium in GS already. And I feel that, like you said for the Super G, I think he's got that, I don't know, je ne sais quoi. You know, he's got something. He's got something uh, that I don't <laughs> think other people have got at the moment. Maybe it's just that relaxed style, that sort of carefree attitude when it comes to World Cup. And I just feel like he is skiing really well again after injury. So I went with Odomat, but I did really... I was very close to picking an Italian. I was very close to picking Diani Prandini, which would have been a very left-field pick considering... He's not been on huge form. He was second or leading another GS earlier on in the season. Um, yeah, he had was, one where he crashed on the second run, didn't he? I was about uh, to say that was um, Adelboden again, but I feel like I'm just calling Adelboden. For <laughs> Everyone was winning Adelboden. Everybody was run. leading in Adelboden. Um, so I was very close to picking Diallo Prandini. Again, just because it's steep and tough and it's and that Italian sort of drift... Drift and punch that they seem to be so good at and have been since Simoncelli, Bladoni, those guys, they've just mastered the sort of drift and punch with it being quite narrow. I think we, we will see a bit of that and I just wonder whether that's the reason why the Italians could sort of... Um, yeah, I mean, to- Tommy Ford was in my thinking for picks as well. Yeah. He's looking a bit more like the Tommy Ford we saw at the start of the season, obviously yeah. picking up his podium. Um, the- at home, wasn't it? Yeah, win at home, but then he's pick, picked up the podium uh, uh, at the weekend uh, in Japan. Um, would have taken a lot of confidence from that, especially yeah. in the fact that that was quite bad conditions. He's he's struggled in similar conditions yeah. at times this I season. Was really so with him at that. that's a that's a lot more what you, what you want to see from him competing and uh, vying for podium places across all conditions. But I wouldn't have thought you'd ever. Ch- like in reality, I don't think you ever would have picked. Tommy Ford to be on the podium it, it, on the morning of like Finn was talking about picks and how you you factor in snow conditions piece piste uh, conditions as well as the course set so you factor all those in and I think if you factored all of those in in um, Naiba out in Japan there's no way I would have picked Tommy Ford to be on the podium there uh, so good shout to him he's obviously ripping and a, and a and a nice weekend from Ligeti as well I think he yeah. has. I don't know. He's. I, I love the fact that he's still so hungry, and he's still deciding he's going to put on the skis and race. That like the guy's won that all the pretty much everything there is to win yeah. in skiing. Especially and in he's GS still well. and he's still going. Do you know what? I still want to win. I've still got. I'm still hungry to win. He doesn't need to do it financially. He doesn't need to do it uh, to prove anything. It's but like he's the American Lizaroo. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be there <laughs> so when he's still forty. Going, when he's forty, yeah. just peddling his shred stuff. I mean, um, but I I'm really impressed with how he has. 
again adapted back you know as an older athlete to keep adapting adapted to the long skis quicker than anybody else when they changed the turn radius and that was when he really smashed it and then adapted back to the other conditions when you're an older athlete it's really impressive it is what's really concerning is between the six picks we've done for three races in austria we've picked no austrians Uh, and in looking up in in the gs standings i mean we've we've said that the Austrians are really struggling in GS uh, with with no Hirsch and no one else has picked up the GS baton. There's not an Austrian in the top 15 in the world in GS right now. Do you in know the, what? I say in the World Cup standings. Uh, they, might, they, they might catch me on a technicality in, yeah. in terms of ranking WCSL. positions. Yeah, um, yeah I, I was talking about that with Nick on Eurosport commentary and, we were t- and I was talking about your favourite or your old favourite. You used to love a pick for a good old... Um, I've forgotten his blooming name. Manny Feller. Manny Feller. Yeah. Crazy God. Manny. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> crazy Manny and Crazy Max. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, he hasn't had the best season, but I wonder just whether he is just another one of those athletes. We talked about him and being so inconsistent, consistently inconsistent. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that we wanted to see him was put down two runs where he doesn't make as many errors. And I wonder whether he sort of altered his technique to try and be more consistent, but in doing so has lost that edge, has lost that spark that saw him and has seen him pick up World Cup podiums in both GS and Slalom. So do you know what I mean? It's so I wonder whether he's just, he's focused in on trying to make less mistakes, but in doing so, has lost the fire. Yeah, I heard. I heard you you saying that on commentary, and I, you you might be right. He doesn't look to have the same kind of but speed with a back he had. As well, though, I mean, on. he's had he's had a busy year. He's had he's had his first child, or his wife's had his first child, uh, and then he had back surgery in the year. So that will take a lot out of you, kind of both your level of focus and. Uh, and you know just the the amount he can physically press on on you know in training and racing um but you know he he doesn't look to have that same snap he had before mm. and it's it's re- it's really not like him because when Herschel was racing you'd see Fella go down like he's got as much speed he just makes more mistakes yeah and maybe tr- in trying to cut those mistakes out he now had, doesn't have the speed but that was the luxury that the Austrians had with Herschel that he didn't have to yeah the, the pressure wasn't on him to to take podiums Hirscher had all the pressure it was and just delivered all nice the time when other people got yeah. podiums to go with him exactly so I don't know I wonder whether that's the case um, well if Hirscher's not going to come out of retirement Benny Reich let's do it <laughs> <laughs> you know he could skip some GS he has taken the elder statesman to the extreme I think he's, I he's mean, a decent couple of years older come, than I still the, think he'd come top 15 in the I know you would. Um, the minute he comes on the start list you'd be picking for a win I think you'd pick him for a win if he was four running it, it was impossible yeah. for him to win. You'd still pick him. I mean, he's not my hero for nothing. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's going to be... I'm really hopeful that we can... T- it's supposed to get really cold this week as well. So the snow is supposed to be... Will hopefully be absolutely rock solid. And we will see some really quick, really aggressive, really uh, gnarly racing on both men's and women's uh, racings. Um, so just to remind you, if you want to join in... Uh, the picking league table. Well, we need to come up with a snappy title for the uh, li- pick, the league table of picks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm struggling. I don't, yeah. struggling. We'll, we'll give ourselves another week and then yeah, we'll okay. think we'll, of a good yeah, name we'll for it. Yeah, we'll think of a name for it. But if you want to join in the fun uh, with 
Ben and myself, we are going to be um, dishing out five points if you correctly choose the winner. If your pick comes second, you get three points. If your pick comes third, it's one point, and we will uh, read out and see if we can see if anybody can get on top of us in terms of outscoring us. I mean, it's highly likely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, email us at um, uh, the ski racing podcast at gmail.com. Twitter is the ski racing po one and Instagram is the ski racing podcast. So yeah, and that all has to be in by 12 o'clock lunchtime on this coming Thursday. That's Greenwich mean time for you guys out there. So join in the fun and we will see if anybody or how many people probably are better than Ben and I <laughs> choosing. And then we can say, welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast. We have two people who don't know much about skiing. Exactly. No <laughs> experts in the room whatsoever. Uh, so, Ben, thank you for joining me. And welcome back. And let's see how this weekend goes. Uh, that's all we've got time for. Goodbye for now.